0: Welcome to episode 480 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I am sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from y'all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions. Or if you have stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust, happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord, or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There, you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exiled Minds podcast, for producing the shows and uh, putting them up on the station. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, There are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. Also, I've written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out over on Amazon. And uh, if you'd like to make uh, donations, uh, you can either join the Patreon page where I will put out extra content uh, whenever I'm able. And uh, or you can also just um, make one-time donations through PayPal or Venmo. And uh, of course, none of those things are ever expected. Um, help is never expected, but always appreciated, as there are expenses in making these shows—from equipment to research materials to uh, travel expenses. As I'm going to the Mid Michigan Paracon this year, uh, that is in November, November fourth and fifth. That's a weekend, a Saturday and Sunday, and that is going to be at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I will be uh, making recordings of myself and others there, whoever wants to join me, talking about the paranormal and uh, just thoughts and theories and or experiences that of anyone that wants to uh, join me on those recordings. And then, of course, I will uh, share those recordings on the shows, the show when I get back home. So um and then depending on how many i have that'll determine if it's one or two shows so we'll go from there and uh looking forward to that that'll be my first time ever going to a paracon so really excited about that Uh, i think that's takes care of everything um other than just i'm really excited for this thursday as of now it looks like i'll be having a, a a good friend of the show on again and uh we'll um wait and make sure that happens before i announce it but uh, looking forward to that so uh that's that's going to be an extra show so uh look forward to that on thursday I'll, I'll be the stream will be on thursday and then of course it'll come out by friday morning as all shows come out no later than a day after they're recorded so um getting to the stories here uh, let me pull this up and then we'll be ready to go uh this first one says This happened back in 2017. It was evening, and a thunderstorm had just passed through the area. I was on the patio of my apartment building near a retention pond. It was dark, with a greenish-blue sky after the storm. My boyfriend and I were talking when we noticed something strange about the sky we saw a vast pink and purple hex- hexagonal grid pattern <clears throat> excuse me, that stretched across the sky to the northeast of us. of us. The grid pattern stayed for about one to two minutes before it finally faded away. We weren't drinking or taking any kind of drugs. I even checked with my boyfriend as it was happening, and he confirmed that he was seeing the same thing. I've checked into all kinds of weather phenomena. But I haven't found anything that matches what we saw that night. So that's a fairly short story there, but really amazing. And I have no idea what they were seeing. If it was some kind of a framework of of um, how reality works and they just were able to see through it. To that framework for just a couple minutes uh, i have that's the only thing that I can think of that may even possibly be what they saw, but really I have no idea um some kind, some kind of image that was i don't know hologram image that was being pro- projected into the sky somehow again I, I don't nothing really I can't think of anything that really sort of fits a lot of um Paranormal stories, you can kind of uh, put them into groups or say this this seems like a combination of this one thing and this other thing. but this one i I really have no idea. Um, barring any kind of technology that that's human made i I don't know what it could be in terms of paranormal or otherworldly um it just makes me think of some kind of a simulation theory some kind of a like i said seeing behind the uh or seeing into the basically the whatever the uh whatever framework there is to reality just for a couple of minutes somehow maybe i don't know uh and just seeing this pattern that's there i wonder if it's always there but always hidden except for in this one case Uh, and I wonder if there are other cases like that, that they're just so rare that you hardly ever hear about them. Again, this is the first time I've heard of that before. So I don't know what they saw, but, um, that's an amazing experience. I'm glad that it was two people that saw it. That way makes it a little bit harder to just write it off as one person maybe seeing things, even though I always have a hard time with that as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know what that was. I, I, I found that story a little while back. I find these stories and I, I sort of put them aside and get to them whenever I get to them in the show. And I remember finding that one. I just could not believe that was that I was finding a story like that. I, I, you hear about that like in fiction, I think. Um, almost sounds like some sort of alien version of the uh, sort of what you would see in the, the holodeck of Star Trek Next Generation and beyond, um, basically in the other series that came after that, where in those shows, those, um, they're basically these holographic generator rooms that can make images of all kinds of places and, and even people. And, uh, but when it's not being used, all you see is a, uh, a grid of lines, bright lines. All around the world, the, the world, the room which can look like a world, but uh, the room, and it's on all the floors, the, it's on the floor and all the walls and all the ceiling, and um, that's where all the all the light comes from is this this grid. So it reminds me of some kind of an alien version of that, but beyond that, I have no idea what they saw. So I'm looking. Hopefully, um, if we're lucky, we'll find more stories like that over time it does seem like with a lot of these stories you get these sort of uh what almost like a one-off where it's just one story about this one thing but then over time uh, you may find one or two others that are similar it may take a long time but i think through the process of collecting stories and everything um and that's when you can start to see that maybe there are rare things out there that happen, but they're not necessarily not necessarily a a one time deal. It just seems like that at the, at first, and and to the people that are having the experience. So anyway, that's, I think that's all I have for that story because I can't think of anything else to go with that. Uh, moving on to the next one. This one says. This happened last Saturday, uh, last Saturday morning at around 2 a.m. I was sleeping in my bedroom while my brother was playing video games in his own room. There was a bright flash of light, like an old camera, that woke me up. At first, I thought it might have been my phone due to falling asleep while watching videos. My brother also saw two flashes of light and checked for intruders outside. But he didn't find anyone or anything to explain the lights. Our outdoor security cameras didn't pick up anything either. But my brother and I both witnessed these strange lights. On another night, not too long after that, I saw a tiny, ball of light flash near my eyes. I'm sorry, my bed. And recently, I heard dishes clanking in the sink when no one else was around. I'm not sure what is going on, whether it's ghosts or aliens or something else. One thing I should mention is that I recently bought some vintage clothes and crystals, uh, quartz crystals from a thrift store before these things happened and that's the end of the story so (laughs) uh i read that one and and of course you never know for sure about anything but i read that last that, that last sentence there and i was thinking okay well the timeline does fit if nothing else if it's a coincidence that's quite the coincidence there um I have heard of clothes. There being activity surrounding older clothes. Um, usually, though, I've heard of it more like apparitions of the people that you, that owned them before, or sometimes the maybe the um, the scent or the or the or cigar or cigarette smoke if the person smoked. Um, but also the crystal thing. I wonder. Can crystals somehow contain residual energy from people as well? I wonder if you have both things. I also wonder if the crystals and the clothes, if any of those things happen to be from the same people. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't know, but that is... That is um, the fact that the the, the writer bought the, the clothes and the, and the quartz crystal and then things start happening, um, that is really odd. That, that does lead me to think there's some kind of connection there. And again, I don't ever like to say for sure 100% any one thing is the case because it could be some kind of massive coincidence, some kind of timing there that just, it just happened that way. But also, there are plenty of stories I've heard over the years and read of people who buy things or pick up things that are old, they're antiques or they're from people from decades earlier, and then having activity um, in their home and around their home and around themselves. Now, the crystal, I haven't heard too many stories of that, of activity happening when someone brings a crystal home, but I know that a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of of information out there about what crystals can are said to be able to do, and I have experience with some of those myself. Uh, I I do believe that they they have some abilities, and, and I don't know enough about that to really go into detail on that. I just know there was a I don't know a couple of years ago there was this one week where I was I'm I was having night after night, well day after day. Of um, of bad dreams. And I couldn't figure out why. And I, it wasn't, now I look back on it and I wonder if there was some kind of presence that was messing with me. Because I hardly ever have the uh, weeks like that where it's just day after day of bad dreams like that. But I had this idea after this happened, I knew that something had to change and I just didn't know what. And I had this idea out of nowhere this one day that I needed to put these two crystals that I have. And I believe they're two different kinds of quartz. I needed to keep them by me near my bed or under my bed or near my bed, just in that general area. And so I did that. And I keep them in that area now still. I, have, I keep them on, an, on a table right next to the bed. And um, that seems to have taken care of that. I don't know how, but I, uh, I also don't doubt that that can happen because it happened with me. So, so if they can sort of drive energy away, then I I wonder if that means they can't sort of contain energy and then release it uh, at times, depending on the person that owned them and their personality. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that it'd be impossible for that to happen, so neat story there, hopefully nothing serious happens uh I would always say when it comes to those kinds of stories, I've heard stories where the activity started to get really frightening, and people just did end up getting rid of whatever it was that they bought and uh so, and then they got rid of the the items and um. And then the activity stopped. So so I don't know. But really amazing story there. So let me... uh, I lost my spot. Uh, Now I gotta find it. Okay. Here we go. This next one uh, starts off by saying the writer is a 30-year-old male. And they say, I live in the UK. Recently... I bought a house previously owned by one family. They were the first and only family to live in the house. The youngest son of this family lived in the house his entire life, never married or had children, and passed away in his 90s. Not long after I moved in, I was alone in the house. After work, preparing for renovations. That is when I sensed the presence in the house, and I had a feeling that it was the spirit of the man that had passed away there. This, uh, let me see, this presence never got too close to me, always staying in the next room over from wherever I was at. Even though I was. Uh, wearing headphones and listening to music, I—I uh, I "Oh, there we go." I sensed and heard sounds as if someone was in those empty rooms. Once I left at around three—I'm sorry, 10:30 p.m. I felt compelled to say goodbye to that previous owner, calling them by name. I hear—I heard a clear, frail voice saying hello, from the direction of the front door, and later heard goodbye. The next day, I found a letter addressed to the deceased owner from the land registry, confirming a change of ownership. Since then, the house has returned to a peaceful and content vibe. Despite not being a believer in the supernatural, I feel that the deceased individual may have wanted to spend one final night in his home. And I was glad to be there for it. And that's where that story ends. So um, that's really amazing that the uh, new owner sort of got to uh, experience or to... uh, kind of meet in a way the previous owner and in a pleasant, basically a pleasant way and not, not threatening or not overly terrifying way. I'm really glad whenever I find one of those stories and um, I'm wondering if because of the renovations, maybe the writer couldn't stay there that night at the time is why they were leaving. I don't know, but um, that really is amazing. And it does sound like if, if the activity stopped after that one night, then it could have been that person somehow just staying there one more night and wanting to maybe even meet or check out the new owner to see what they were like. And then maybe once they figured out, okay, this person is decent, then that's when they decided to leave. So it's hard to say, but that's, I think that seems totally possible there. So um, I'm going to move on to, to the next story here just so we get one more in for the night. Uh, this one says, a friend of mine owns a piece of land with dense forest and the potential for future business uh, businesses and, and or a cabin to be placed there. My friends and I have been exploring the land, trying to create a trail, we discovered a raccoon skull positioned upright at the trail entrance. At first, we thought it was a cool find, but then we became suspicious. It had appeared there overnight, as we hadn't seen it the day before. There were no other body parts found in the area, suggesting that the animal didn't die there. I wonder if the skull may have been placed there intentionally for us to find. The night before, we had walked through the forest in pitch black darkness, where we joked about skinwalkers. And of course, that's a paranormal entity that's sort of a cryptid, um, sort of like a dark magician kind of uh, character Uh, Depending on who you ask and where you're asking about it. So just real quick on that. Says the land is in a remote part of Minnesota. I wonder now if something paranormal or supernatural. Led to the skull being placed on the trail for us to find. I took the skull home due to its uniqueness. And that's where the story ends. And I don't know if I would have done that. Excuse me. Um, I don't know if I would have taken that home. Um, I guess it would have depended on how I felt in the area when that happened. In terms of if there was any other feeling of positive or negative or neutral energy there when they found the skull, and then just when they were in the area in general, I don't know. I, I but I still don't know if I would have taken that home with me. As and I do think that. When they're just it's just a skull. I think those do look amazing, in a way, in a weird way. But I still don't know if I would have taken it back home with me. But that is amazing. If if they're basically what it sounds like, the writer is saying is, they they um the group of uh, group of friends that was there would have noticed if someone had been on the property, uh, and then put that there, and then left. But they didn't notice anything that night before. So does that mean was the writer right there? Did, did some entity put that thing there for them to find? And then of course the question with that is what what is that supposed to mean? What is the intent there? And um that I have no idea. I'd be curious again, it's impossible to know with these stories that you find online. I'd be curious about what happened. On that property going forward. What other kinds of experiences. If they had. That they had there. If they had any. That were. Maybe seem paranormal. And if they didn't. Then. I don't know. I would wonder if maybe they somehow just missed the skull. Which doesn't seem likely if there was a group of them there. But. Uh, or if it was put there. But for a neutral or a positive reason. So. um as, as always, I have no idea. There's all kinds of possibilities, and that's why it's um, fun and important to, to review these stories and these experiences. But that's all the that time we have for tonight. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.